0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have John Lee Dumas with me today. John is the founder and host of the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast, which was awarded Best of iTunes 2013 with 7.4 million downloads and 829,000 unique listens and subscribers in 145 countries. John interviews today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs seven days a week and has been featured in Forbes, Inc., and Time Magazine. John has turned Entrepreneur on Fire into a business that generates over $200,000 a month and shares all the details in his monthly income reports. John also founded Podcasters Paradise, a community where over 1,200 podcasters learn how to create, grow, and monetize their podcasts in a supportive environment. I'm very excited to have John on the Success Harbor podcast today. Check us out at successharbor.com and subscribe on iTunes.
1: I'm excited to be joining you, George, and of course, Prepare to Ignite.
0: By the time you started your podcast in 2012, there were a lot of podcasts already. It wasn't really a new concept. Yet, you have managed to stand out and differentiate yourself. What do you think people need to do today in 2014 to to have the similar kind of success that you had and create that kind of differentiation that you were able to do?
1: Well, there's three letters I want to bring up, George. USP, Unique Selling Proposition. That was one thing that I was really able to identify identify as missing as a void in the marketplace of podcasting back in September 2012. You know, there wasn't a seven-day a week podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. There wasn't a podcast that was really structured and gave you that same type of format and flow and overall feel every time you press the play button. So you know that's really what I did. And I was able to do it in more of a broad sense. But in today's game, George, the saturation is much more heavy. A lot of people are getting into it for obvious reasons. It's an incredible medium and a great way to build an audience. So my biggest structure, my biggest suggestions to podcasters these days is, listen, look at your market right now that you want to get into, your passion, You know, what you're excited about, and then find a way to niche down and then niche down again, and then even niche down a third time till it almost hurts because you feel like you might be niching down a little too much. But believe me, when you get to that point, that means you're now at the place where you can start. Dominate that niche. Build raving fans within that niche. And then once you get the momentum, George, then you can start to build out and expand a little bit. But you're never going to get that momentum if you start too broad. So don't be afraid to niche, to dominate, and then expand.
0: So it's almost like niche down until you feel like you're talking to maybe just one person. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And it can't even just be one person because sometimes it can start with one. And then once you've converted that person into an evangelist, then you could be like, okay, let's expand the market now to maybe 10 people. Now maybe 100. And then before you know it, you, know, you have all these raving fans because you've connected with them in a powerful way.
0: So what were the most effective ways for you in the beginning to market
1: yourself, to get the word out about your podcast, So, it's Entrepreneur on Fire, obviously? So what's so powerful about Entrepreneur on Fire and just interview podcasts in general is that, you know, George, when I started, I was a nobody. I had no social credibility, I had no online platform, I had no online experience, I had no interview experience, so I was weighing heavily on my guests. Now, if I was only doing one episode a week, you know, that would be four guests a month that I would really be relying on to help me spread the word of Entrepreneur on Fire, and that would have taken a lot longer to get going, but doing a daily interview show allowed me seven days a week to interview inspiring and successful entrepreneurs and to have them every single day share their journey with their massive audience, exposing a whole new level of people and a whole new number of people to Entrepreneur on Fire for the very first time, a certain proportion of which we're listening, a certain proportion of that were becoming evangelists and subscribers. And that snowball effect, George, really helped me build that momentum while I was still a poor broadcaster, while I was still a, an inexperienced podcast host. But it allowed me to build that momentum, which I've now maintained over the last 750 episodes. You
0: know, it's when you mentioned that number 750 episodes is is you know, it's almost scary for somebody <laughs> right. that starts out and it's almost like as you were talking I was thinking, you know, and and previously you mentioned about finding that niche and really focusing down to something narrow is that you want to set something a goal that's so scary that maybe other people don't even want to try to do what you're trying to do.
1: You know, there's a book that's a great great book um and he actually talks about B H A G, I believe it is the big hairy audacious goals. And like, if you're not willing to set those big hairy audacious goals, guess what? You're never going to accomplish them. So why not just get out there and set those really scary goals for you? And you know, the book is actually by uh, by Jim Collins, "How to Achieve Big Hairy Audacious Goals." So it's you know, it's really just something to think about for people that hey, shoot for the moon. Odds are you're going to miss, but you know what? At least you'll land amongst the stars. So, you know, the fortune favors the bold. Think big, go big, and have a blast doing it.
0: So when I when I was doing my research uh you know I read about the 12 hour work days that you have put in yeah. uh and I would be shocked if you're if you're still not doing a lot of <laughs> lot of that uh, even today. So what advice do you have for those that are you know interested in starting up maybe a podcast a blog or a business? How many hours do you think they should expect to put into that business, especially in the beginning?
1: So it really depends what your goals are of that business. You know, if you were me and you were going all in because, you know, I wanted my entire business to revolve around my podcast, you know, I wanted to build a business around Entrepreneur on Fire, a seven day a week podcast. I went all in. You know, I went in 10, 12 hour days, six, seven days a week. And, you know, I'm still at that clip almost two years later. Um, the reality is, though, not everybody a can put in that kind of um, effort right away because they need to be monetizing. You know, they still need to be bringing in paychecks to be paying the bills, to be paying the mortgage, to, you know, take care of the kids, etc. Um, so there's nothing wrong was starting as a sidepreneur, you know, waking up an hour early, going to bed an hour later, you know, stopping watching, um, no longer watching, um, um, Amazing Race, you know, or Voice with the Stars, or you know, whatever those shows are, and instead working on your business. Because if you can do that as a sidepreneur, two hours a day for six months, and you're consistent with it, you'll be shocked at how far you've come. And then, George, maybe this time you can take that leap because you set enough of a platform up. You know, I just did the full leap without any knowledge of what was waiting me below, but I had the financial backing to allow me to do that. So if you do, I recommend going that route because there's nothing like trial by fire. There's nothing like on the job training. You know, there's nothing like putting your back against the wall and having to survive and having to thrive. But if, it just, if it's just not realistic, the cyber route can be powerful as well. So uh, tell me, John, what is it about a podcast that
0: makes people take notice? There are people with a, with a following. You know, uh, Tim Ferriss is a good example. He started podcasting and is doing a great job, but he already had a huge platform. For somebody that's starting out now without a brand, without a, an audience, what can they do? What do they have to do to, to create something special so people take notice?
1: Well, and it really does go back to things that we've been talking about, which is what I love because it is a theme that is just really consistent throughout this interview. You know, unlike Tim Ferriss, when I launched, I had no online presence. I had no name. I was a nobody in the world because I had never done anything entrepreneurship related whatsoever in my previous career. I was an officer in the army for eight years. I was in corporate finance. I was in commercial real estate, XYZ. But, you know, I knew that I needed to mix and and kind of mix elbows so to speak with the right people. So you know I hired a mentor, somebody that was in the the place that I wanted to be, Jamie Tardy, The Eventual Millionaire. You know, I joined a mastermind, Cliff Ravenscraft's podcast mastermind, which was really powerful because it was chock full of like-minded podcasters. And then I started going to conferences and (laughs) rubbing elbows with the right people at conferences, you know, with attendees, with the speakers that were there, really getting into it and building relationships. Because when it came down to it, George, the success of Entrepreneur Fire was built, number one, off of the relationships that I made with the guests that I had on every single day of the week. And then number two, the unique structure that I took into creating Entrepreneur Fire. So find that niche as a podcaster that you really want to dominate and then get out to those rock stars in that industry. Ask them to mentor you. You know, ask them to be a guest on your show. Do whatever you can to try to, to ingratiate them with you and you with them so that you can really become a powerful connector in this universe. And again, don't be afraid to niche down until you are in an area where you can actually make some waves. You know, if I jump into the Pacific Ocean right now. And I start jumping around. I'm not going to make any waves that anybody in Japan is going to notice. But you know, if I jump in my little pool right here on my patio, you know, people are going to start noticing some waves. Anybody that's hanging out by my pool, and there might only be a couple people by the pool, but you know, they're going to notice these waves. So really, don't be afraid to make waves.
0: When uh, actually, one of you brought up uh, Jamie Tardy, and uh, sh- that was one of my questions. Actually, uh, can you bring up one? Um, one example that, that helped you working with Jamie Tardy?
1: So a great example is I sat down with Jamie and we agreed that she was going to mentor me for three months and it was not cheap, George. You know, it was thousands of dollars for me to invest. So number one, that investment alone just kind of flipped my mind to being like, okay, this is real now. Like I'm investing real money that I spent a lot of time working to to create and to make into this mentorship. I'm going to make the most of it. So when Jamie Tardy looked at me and she said, okay, task number one, I want you to go to an entrepreneurial conference. In fact, next week down in New York City, there's there's blog world. I'm speaking there. Um, other people like Pat Flynn, Michael Hyatt, Corbett Barr are speaking at this conference. These are your future guests for Entrepreneur on Fire. I want you to buy a ticket, get a plane ticket, get a hotel room, invest in yourself, get down there and attend this conference. And George, you know, there I'm like, wow, I just like dropped all this money investing in Jamie Tardy. Now I need to spend more money, you know, on this three day trip. You know, it's gonna be over a thousand dollars in total, if not more. But again, George it was something that I knew was right. I listened to my mentor. I went down there for the first time. I was hanging out with other attendees that were like-minded attendees. You know, these were people that um, were in similar situations to me, which was so powerful. I was seeing that energy. You know, I sat in the front row and listened to the speakers as they went on about what they were doing. You know, I, I went to the networking events and I asked questions of the speakers and I, you know, asked them straight up. I said, "Hey, listen." Jamie Tardy is my mentor, and they all knew Jamie Tardy because she's been a rock star in the industry for a while, and she has spoken at that event. And I said, "Jamie's my mentor. You know, she's rocking and rolling, Um, and she has suggested I come up to you and ask you if you would consider being a guest on my upcoming podcast, Entrepreneur on Fire." And George, that's where I got my first couple yeses because I was there. In person, looking at these people in the face, asking them if they would join me on Entrepreneur Fire, showing social credibility with my mentor, Jamie Tardy, I got my first couple yeses there at that conference. Then I was able to go back to my little studio in Maine and I was able to then start writing emails to other people and say, hey, Pat Flynn, Adam Baker, Michael Hyatt, you know, they've agreed to be on my podcast. I would love if you would join me as well and that's how i built up my first 40 interviews was from that one trip with just a couple yeses turning that social credibility into 40 yeses and getting prepared for my daily podcast launch
0: how much how much more effective do you think is to actually meet uh, some of these people that you want to interview as opposed to just reaching out to them on twitter because it feels to me, and I tell me if, 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 you have a different experience, that if, when you look, you look at somebody and they look you in the eye, it's a lot harder to say no than if just, just send them 140 characters why you want to interview them.
1: I completely agree with you. I get DMs and I get Facebook messages and I get email messages every single day from people asking me to be on their show. Um, and I can tell you honestly that, um, Anytime I get an email right now from today when we're talking, George, and forward, and this has been the way for the last few weeks, I'm just – frankly, booked out for Entrepreneur on Fire for all of 2014. Like when you booked this, you had to book a little ways in advance. And after you booked, I pretty quickly filled up. And so my response back now is, listen, I'm sorry. Like I'm completely booked up for for the rest of 2014. And I'm not even booking for 2015. But if you want to reach out to me in January, you know, we can see where you're at and we can talk about putting you on the schedule then. Um, And that's what I say to, you know, the multitudes of requests that I get coming to me from unknown people. But, George, whenever – I get asked by somebody who who I've met for a great example is the interview right before this. You know, I went to I spoke at uh, Jonathan Fields Camp GLP uh, in September in Maine. Uh, sorry, I was in upstate New York, and it was a great event, a great conference, and I got to spend a lot of time with specific individuals there. And one was a woman named Laura, and Laura was a great person. And she looked me in the face. She said, "John, you know." Can I get uh, can I have you on my show? And, you know, my answer to everybody else that I, you know, get emails from and messages from has, you know, been sorry, um, Reach back out in January. Um, we can see then because I'm booked out. But my answer to her was, listen, shoot me an email. When I get back to San Diego, you know, I'll, I'll fit you in. And I did. And, you know, that's the power of meeting people in person.
0: Can you talk about being helpful? Um, because networking comes up so much and, and, and You know, I've interviewed a lot of people and, you know, networking is probably the most important thing, you know, when it comes to success. Uh, But also being helpful comes up with the, you know, with networking. So what advice do you have for people that want to reach out, want to network, want to grow their network? How can they be helpful to the people they want to interact
1: with? So this is a very powerful question because, you know, your answer whenever you're reaching out to somebody to ask for something is, You know, first and foremost, how can I provide value? How can I be a person of value? So here's a little strategy that I use, George, that has a lot of, a lot that has worked for me really well. It's had a lot of success over the past two years. When I've really drilled in and and narrowed in on somebody that I really want to have on my show. I start adding value to them by retweeting their tweets, by going to their blog posts and commenting on their blog posts, by sharing their blogs, by liking and commenting and sharing their Facebook messages. I become a person of value in their world. I just give, 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 add value, add value, add value. And then after I've done that Gary V jab, 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 jab for a little while, then I throw that right hook and I say... Hey, by the way, this is John. Not sure if you mentioned I've just been loving your stuff recently. Um, I've been sharing it with my audience for some time. And, of course, you know, they're going to see that because you've been doing it for some time. Um, Listen, I'm doing this great show. It's perfect for you. I know that because I've been following you, you know, for some time now. And they know you have because they've been seeing you follow them. And I just share, would you join me for 25 minutes on a Skype audio-only call I'd love to share your journey with my audience. And George works every time.
0: So let's talk about evolving as an entrepreneur. I mean, since you started, you have generated about two million dollars in net income. I mean, it's a huge accomplishment in a in a world when most businesses fail. Um, you know, you you have accomplished a lot, but at the same time, you're also evolving as an entrepreneur. So. How are you changing? How have you changed in the last couple of years and how is that helping you to take yourself to the next level as an entrepreneur?
1: So I really like to kind of focus and draw out an Albert Einstein quote, which is, try not to become a person of success, but rather become a person of value. And George, I was going after success for most of my life. You know, after I served the military, you know, I jumped in the civilian world and I went to law school, chasing success, chasing money. And then I quit that because it was miserable. and I, I tried corporate finance because I, and I was chasing that success and that respect and that easy money. And then I failed miserably there. Same story in commercial real estate. The reality was I realized, finally, after six years of these failures and of these setbacks and of these quittings that I had I quit every single one of those ventures, I realized that I was going about it all wrong. I was trying to become a person of success, which is a sprint, and a sprint you always get burnt out. But if I instead turned into a marathon and tried to become a person of value, and for me, that value turned out to be entrepreneur on fire, delivering free, valuable consistent content seven days a week and just delivering, delivering, delivering value and then letting my audience grow and then my audience tell me the ways that I can monetize. And so once I got to the tipping point with my audience, Fire Nation, and once they told me exactly what they needed and what they wanted and what their struggles and pain points were, I could then turn around and create the solution for them, George. Offer them that solution and create a viable business.
0: So, podcasters paradise is your biggest source of income. Uh, what gave you the idea to create this community of paid members? How did you come to come to that idea?
1: So, exactly using the method that I just shared, I would reach out. My audience would reach out to me and say, "John, loving the podcast. Thank you for the content." I would respond with the most powerful question that you can ask your audience. What are you struggling with? And their answers, George, were how do I create my own podcast, John? How can I share my message with the world? How can I create a, a podcast that allows me to share my voice, that allows me to grow an audience, that allows me to monetize my business? And all of these questions kept coming, George, and the answer for me was an aha moment. I need to create a community that teaches people how to do just that, how to create, grow, and monetize their podcast. And that turned into Podcaster's Paradise. George, since October of 2013, so just a little over a year now, we've generated over $1.3 million in revenue. You know, We have over 1,500 members in Podcaster's Paradise. This launched hundreds, if not now thousands of podcasts and more coming every single day. And just an amazing community that just is every single day, they're taking in the over 200 video tutorials that we have at every part of the process, you know, the The accountability matchmaker tab. We match people up with an accountability partner. The thriving Facebook group where people can ask and ask for guidance, support, feedback, and give the exact same. You know, again, when you get to over 1,500 people, it's amazing the engagement level that you get. And then, you know, we do the monthly webinars with today's top podcasters exclusively for Podcasters Paradise and a monthly Q&A session with me. All of those ideas, George, every one of those came from our members. It didn't come from me. It came from the members of our community telling us what they wanted and what they needed and then us providing that solution. So
0: in uh, December of 2012, you have interviewed Barbara Korkoran. Everybody knows her. (laughs) She doesn't need the introduction. It's a a huge, uh, it's a huge win for you. But it was back in 2012. So, I mean, today it would be a lot easier when you could say, you know, I had millions of downloads and, you know, hundreds of thousands of uh, you know, subscribers or, uh, you know, 145 countries, uh, you know, uh, subscribers, subscribers in 145 countries and so on and so forth. But, you know, we're talking about two years ago, almost two years ago. So, how did you land uh, someone like Bar- Barbara?
1: See, that's a great question because it's not easy when you start because you don't have that social credibility. You don't have that social proof, but you do have what you do have, and that's what I used. You know, I did have a platform. I did have a podcast that was live. I did have a podcast that was ranked at one point number one and New and Noteworthy for iTunes. You know, I did have... A lot of past guests, you know, by December, I'd already interviewed, you know, close to a hundred people and I was able to share all of these numbers with Barbara and just say, you know, listen, th- this is what, you know, I've done thus far. This podcast is only growing. Your episode is going to be evergreen, meaning that people that hear about Entrepreneur on Fire today for the first time are going to go back and listen to that episode like it was the very first time because for them it is and that's again another power of podcasting and you know i just was very much of a value add you know i would be adding value to her twitter to her tweets you know i'd be adding value to her social media in any way possible leading up to me asking that question so when i did i didn't come across as a complete stranger you know she made a comment on Shark Tank where she said I love the military I'll do anything for them. And so I started the email off by saying I'm a US Army veteran. I spent 13 months in the army and you say you'll do anything for the military. I'm asking for 25 minutes of your time to talk to me about your journey with my audience. You know, that's a pretty powerful ask. And you know, it's a pretty hard to say no to that. You when know, on national TV you just proclaimed you'll do anything to the military and well here's a veteran that spent 13 months at war. You know, asking for 25 minutes, and uh, it was a pretty easy yes for her.
0: Uh, We only have two minutes left, so really quickly, can you talk about? I know you have multiple VAs that are helping you. In the beginning, what were some of the first things that you outsourced?
1: So, some of the first things that I definitely outsourced was any redundant tasks, meaning, you know, tasks that my VAs could do as easily as me. You know, sending email reminders to upcoming guests, sending sending thank you messages to past guests, um, going ahead and entering, you know, in the bio, the Skype ID name, and entering in the calendar all of the the interviews that I was scheduling. I'm um, scheduling social media releases and tweets and Facebook posts via Hootsuite. You know, doing. All of the tasks that are and were redundant, you know, that's what I use my VAs for. So my suggestion to anybody is, you know, take note over the course of one week. Write down everything that you're doing and then go back on Friday night and look at the task that you're doing over and over again. That if you could just sit down one time and create a video tutorial using a tool like Jing or Snagit and if you could just show a VA how to do it, that, that could be completely taken off your plate, opening up so much bandwidth and energy that you previously didn't have.
0: Well, John, I really want to thank you for coming on Success Harbor and I want to thank you for your service as well. And I do wish you much uh, more continued success with Entrepreneur on Fire. How can people – contact you or connect with you or find out some of the projects that you're working on right now. So,
1: George, all the magic happens at eofire.com. And, you know, I highly would recommend anybody that thinks podcasting might be for them. Go ahead and check out um, our free weekly podcast workshops. We do them every week. They're free. They're live. You can ask me any question you have. Um, that's at podcastersparadise.com. And also, George, I'd love to give all your listeners a gift. My book podcast launch, completely free, no email required. Just go to eofire.com slash gift. John and everyone else, thank you very much. Thanks, George. Bye. Thank you.